Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. everyone, our uh, subscribers and followers, we are very grateful for you. Today, uh, e- today's episode with my um, co-host and dear friend Christine will actually focus on friendship. Um, I've come across multiple articles, uh, p- particularly as of late, on the studies on the importance of friendship and the current state we may be in. What uh, really triggered this in particular was um, a almost the 85-page report that um, U.S. Surgeon General released recently on the loneliness pandemic um, uh, around us. Uh, Now, 85 pages is a long, long read, so I didn't read all that, but the gist of it was that um, there seems to be an increase in how uh, we feel in terms of uh, feeling lonely and uh, uh, impact of that, not only on our mental health, but also physical health. Um, There are many, many studies we are going to cover some highlights um, that speak to how loneliness um, can contribute to uh, risks of anxiety, um, dementia, stroke, and other debilitating diseases. Um, And it's also something that probably with some intention and effort can be remedied to bring joy to our lives. Um, So we'll focus on how to create, cultivate friendships, um, the controversial topic of uh, the impact of social media on friendships, Uh, Does it help? Does it hurt? So before we go too much into it, I'll turn uh, to my friend Christine and say, uh, Christine, since our last episode, um, how have you been? What are the reflections uh, that you may want to share with our uh, subscribers? Thanks, Mugay. I'm excited about this topic. I think we've got a lot to share today. And my reflections are very much aligned to what we're going to discuss. I had the fortunate opportunity to spend a weekend, a long weekend, with 13 of my best friends who I've known for um, some 20 years, some 15 years. But this group has been traveling together uh, for some time. We call ourselves the Fab 14. And uh, what's special about this group, and it's often deemed pretty unique is that um, first, you know, these women can travel together without any drama. Uh, You could walk into, you know, a dinner reservation and not feel like, oh, I have to sit by that person to have a good time. Every seat is a good seat. And it's just a really supportive, wonderful group. We have a couple uh, traditions and ways to connect throughout the year. So we've got a, a group chat which is an open line, you know, anytime you need something, anytime you need a recommendation in terms of planning events out or, hey, I just want to go to the movies. You don't have to think about, oh, I should have planned this a week ago to get on someone's schedule. Send it out to the Fab 14. Who's free? Who wants to go? And sometimes it'll be the women. Sometimes it'll be couples. But it's just a really, really easy thing to do. Um, 
so yeah, so we were there at the at the beach, um, three and four to a room, you know, just like, you know, the old college days. And in preparing for this episode, I learned that um, there's a study from the University of Oxford that said having a close-knit group of friends can increase your life expect- expectancy by more than 50%. So, you know, I think that's a good way to justify all the wine that we drank. You know, it's going to even itself out. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Absolutely. I think uh, what you mentioned there, Christine, I'm hearing compounded health benefits. You are talking about wine proven to improve your health. Uh, you're talking about friendships that bring joy. And you probably throw in a little bit of uh, dark chocolate in there. Um, I think uh, that is some amazing progress towards um, joyful longevity. So um, incredible. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was. It was a great time. And, and uh, you know, one uh, reflection I want to share is that how sometimes fun and joy can come through unexpected places when you're in a group. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned in prior episodes, I'm a big fan of group fitness classes at um, Lifetime Fitness uh, near me. And they were hosting a two-hour summer bar party. Uh, so mm. the bar classes, uh, you know, like what you know, ballerinas do, um, strength, flexibility, balance. Yes. I mean, it sounds a little uh, intimidating and silly, uh, but, you know, they do a great job of uh, adapting it to what we can do. So initially I thought two hours, that's an awfully long time to be doing a class of anything. Um, So, uh, but I'll show up and, you know, I can walk out anytime, no obligations. So I walk into this class and they set it up very nicely. They have the, um, you know, the flower things you put around your neck, like a Hawaii thing. And then the highlight (laughs) was um, they had these little beach balls to be used during the class where, you know, it lights up when you uh, move it around. So they turned the lights down and we start moving with these bowls, the garlands. And um, before I know it, two hours went by and, um, uh, you know, in this group with amazing ladies, many of whom I have not met before, we ended with a um, group picture and walked away feeling completely uplifted. Um, And uh, just, you know, being out in a group doing something um, and taking that first step, uh, like we talked before, can bring some joy, even though uh, it may also create a little bit of uh, fear and concern in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, experiential new things, it does just bond you, even with strangers, right? Because you're yes. talking about, I don't know if I can do this. And I have to ask, after two hours of a bar class, could you move the next day? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm like, next thing I know, I'm at the cafe ordering all kinds of smoothies, uh, protein bars. I'm like, I need to fill up. <laughs> so, um, and, the, and the side benefit is I now had the beach ball at home. So I shake it around when I need a bit of a, uh, you know, shake up on things. Um, so, um, uh, I, I will, uh, start out, um, uh, going a little bit deeper by sharing this, uh, inspiration, uh, that shows the limitless possibilities ahead of us when it comes to a uh, topic of friendship. Uh, I came across this, um, uh, in a New York times Sunday article, uh, and this is about, um, pair of traveling grannies. Uh, they are otherwise known as TikTok traveling grannies. Uh, They are 81 years old. Um, Ellie Hemby and Sandy Hazlip, they are their names. Ellie is a documentary photographer and Sandy is still a practicing physician and lecturer. And their most current feat is um, they have toured the world in 80 days 
recently, um, inspired by the adventures and the book Around the World in 80 Days by um, Jill Verne. And uh, during this 80-day adventure, they got a little help from their kids to document this um, on uh, TikTok and social media. Um, and they covered adventures from the beaches of Bali all the way to uh, Egypt. Um, and uh, they are now planning their next adventure. So it's a really remarkable story. Um, they met in their late 50s during a medical mission to Zambia. They bonded quickly over their shared love of travel. Um, they started traveling, um, but then um, they planned this massive adventure, that which they completed recently, um, and they are not stopping anywhere mm -hmm. soon. Um, and the interesting thing is when their kids want to join them, uh, apparently they have hard times keeping up with them because um, Ellie and Sandy are not the type to sit around the beach with a cocktail in their hands. They are going, they are adventuring, um, and uh, their kids may not even keep up with them. So it's an amazing story of um, the vitality um, uh, that friendship can bring and create those shared experiences, regardless of, uh, you know, how old you are. Oh my gosh. When you shared this link and I looked at the, the video of some of the highlights of their, their travels, I was so inspired. I mean, they were waddling with the penguins in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the trains in Tokyo trying to figure out the subway. You know, I mean, it was just hilarious. And wow, like how much ground did they cover? It's just, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, yes, that's right. So I think I have just acquired yet another life goal. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, try to do something like this. Maybe a, a portion of it would be amazing. So, I mean, how cool is it? They are traveling in Japan and they get recognized as traveling grannies. So right, right. It's great. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Some, yeah some, and, and what a legacy that they're leaving, you know, or I say not legacy, but like an example they're setting for their, their kids, like this is how we live life. This is how you should enjoy the world and learn about the world. You got to be in the world. That's uh, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, that also reminds me a recent um, article I read about um, a, a hundred year old woman. Uh, her name is Spunky. She goes by Spunky <laughs> and uh, fitting. Right. Um, so um, they ask her and say, oh, oh, you know, it's always like, what's your secret? Right. You're super aging, individual, healthy, vital. And, and the key takeaway that uh, she really is talking about is she's like, don't sign off from life uh, and limit yourself. Um, you know, sometimes people say, I am 65, I am 70 years old, I'll just take it easy. Um, I will stay home, I, I may not um, venture out as much. And her tip is go to the party, go to the beach, go to the pool, get out there, and um, most likely there's a chance you will be life of the party. So, um, <laughs> and sure enough, she is uh, raising her glass uh, at a pool party. So, um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's go just, spunky, <laughs> go spunky. I, 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 it's just, uh, you know, how you perceive yourself um, and the possibilities and limitations you put on yourself, you know, can be uh, massive. So um, back to our friendship uh, topic. Um, so, you know, what I notice is that as we go through life, 
um, we can make a lot of friends initially because we are at school, um, we have more time, um, and then we move to the sort of middle phase of life where we may be working, maintaining uh, and growing our families. It just gets really busy and some of those relationships uh, may be hard to keep up with. Um, and then we move on to um, a big of an empty nester state uh, where we may have more time and we go, okay, I want to have fun. Where are my friends? So uh, I think the reflection point I would like us to pause on is um, how do we um, keep um, our existing friendships and make new ones? Uh, what have you found, uh, Kirstine, um, helpful from uh, your perspective? Uh, because I know you have a lot of fun with a lot of friends <laughs> all the time. So I feel like you're a good person to ask this question to. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I hope I can help. I mean, the things that have worked for me is kind of listen to that inner voice and the way you feel around the people you're spending time with. I've certainly had a lot of wonderful, wonderful experiences with great friends. And on occasion, I've had, you know, experiences where, well, I mean, that person seems to be a little toxic, seems to be bringing the group down, seems to be actually bringing me down. And physically, I can feel that. And I try to just be in touch with that feeling. I try to think about ways that I can minimize that interaction. And it, that has certainly worked for me as one tip. Have you ever had that experience, Mugay? Completely. I, I think, uh, I sometimes think deeply, what is a friend, right? Is a friend someone um, who knows me for 30 years? Uh, is that the criteria, this immense shared history? Or can a friend also be someone you met recently, you're having fun, you connected? And I think all of the above. Um, but the underlying factor is um, how do you feel as a result of that interaction? Um, and if you are feeling uplifted, supported, valued as an individual where you can be yourself without experiencing judgment, that is a good relationship. Um, uh, you know, if there is um, uh, sometimes a constant expectation of give and get, continuous asks, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, going behind your back and duplicity and, and I mean, those kinds of toxic things, uh, yeah, not a, not a good uh, environment. And, and you're absolutely right. You kind of feel it physically, even without thinking about it. How did you feel as a result of that interaction? And if it is an uplifting experience, which can happen even um, talking to a stranger sometimes, that was a good interaction. So um, keep cultivating those types of things, which um, also um, bring me to the point of, um, you know, advice on uh, how to continue to enrich our lives through relationships and friendships. Um, you know, uh, one thing is just get out there and engage. Um, even a casual chit chat with the barista, with your um, Uber driver, with your, um, you know, grocery person, um, they are all adding up to um, engagement and, um, you know, supporting one another in the connected society that we live in. The key being, um, how you show up, but also how others around you are showing up um, to um, to support you as a um, coming from a place of integrity and candor. Exactly, exactly. And can you be your authentic self when you're with these friends? You know, are they supporting you? Are they curious about your uh, endeavors? Are they offering uh, help? Right. If you have goals and you've made them public, you know, are they you know, 
doing things as a friend would, and are you doing things for them as a friend would to help them experience more of life or achieve what they're, they're after? Um, you know, can you laugh at something completely silly and just, right. you know, laugh at yourself and be, be yourself. And, and also can you, um, admit that you're wrong? Right. I mean, that's a whole nother level of friendship to say, Hey, I was sorry, I'm sorry, or this is what I'm learning about myself and I need to do this better. You know, that's really, I think a good, uh, indicator of, um, it's a, you've created a safe space with, with a friend that you can trust. Um, that that's actually a great point. I think the element of forgiveness um, that uh, needs to be considered is huge in maintaining friendships because uh, we all have, um, you know, flaws. We come from different places. We sometimes have bad days. Uh, we may act in ways that may not be in line with how we wanted to show up in a particular situation. Um, but, you know, Upon reflecting on that and sharing that and uh, coming to the table um, to, to be friends um, and bringing that forgiveness to the table would certainly deepen the relationship and is yet another um, dimension to um, how strong the, the relationship is. Because I think if that's not coming out, then um, there may be an element of uh, cover or um, um, a thinly veiled um just not uh, showing up completely, right? You, you you will know that, like being true, genuine, and not fake, um, because mm-hmm. you wanted to take an Instagram picture with somebody. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> we we've had some of those folks, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. to them. Yes. Speaking of Instagram, I've been reflecting on this and we all have been, I think, um, amplified by the pandemic. You know, what is the impact of social media and how can we leverage it to uh, actually cultivating a strong network of friends? Um, I I think, uh, you know, we all post um, uh, and we want to share the good things happening in our lives. Uh, We like the likes um, and uh, it's prolific, right, Uh, in professional life as well as in personal life. Um, And I think during the pandemic and after the pandemic, it has sustained us to a certain extent because that was our only way to connect with others for a while. Um, So it brings up the question, um, you know, how should we look at social media um, to cultivate our friendships and even make new ones? Um, what What are your thoughts, um, Christine? Well, a couple of fun facts. <laughs> they say the average person will make about 396 friends in their lifetime, but only maintain about 33 of those friendships. So when you're looking at all of your connections and you're looking at all of your your friends, like really thinking about are are these people I would do things socially with? Are these people I could call? I try and do that and actually look at, hey, I'm not going to be friends with someone that I I'm not going to be genuine friends with. Right. Um, But uh, that's an interesting fact. And then the other thing, there was an anthropologist. His name is Robin Dunbar. He studied human connection relationships, and there's uh, through his studies, there's something that now is called the Dunbar number, and he shares that the average person can maintain meaningful relationships with about 150 individuals over your lifetime. That includes family, right? So many of us wow. have, you know, large families, and and you think about all the times in your lives, <laughs> you know, 
friends may come in and out at different times and it does take energy. It does take investment. It's, you know, it's looking at that Christmas card list every year and, you know, who, who, you know, who do I need to add? Who am I still like (laughs) going to keep on that list for that $3 (laughs) card? I mean, some of those things are kind of funny to think about. Um, But yeah, social media, I think likes don't equal friends and uh, I think it can get also addicting for some some people. I think most um, of us probably have that, you know, one, two or even three friends that are on their phones constantly when you're sitting around the table, when you should be enjoying each other, when you should be learning about each other and they get sucked into what everyone else is doing and how people are perceiving them. It is it, it is it is really amazing. Also, um to really reflect on uh, what it does to the dynamic of the interaction. So Mm -hmm. um, I recently visited my 82-year-old mom. Uh, She has no social media. She hasn't gotten on that bandwagon. She watches TV. She reads the newspaper. That is her way. So so I am visiting her, you know, for an extended period of time. And I find myself reaching for my phone to to Mm -hmm. see what's going on, right? What's going on with email, social media. And she's looking at me like... Uh, what are you doing? Like, what is that? Um, so, um, you know, it puts a screen between us um, mm-hmm. and I immediately put that away. Um, so, um, you know, when we pull out that phone, even with the best of intentions, um, it does create a barrier um, in the interaction. Uh, not to say it's bad. Uh, it just needs to be used with a great degree of care and discipline, uh, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and um, this was uh, pretty interesting recently on this topic. Um, so uh, Miranda Lambert is a famous country singer. Uh, some of us may be her fans. And, and she had a concert recently. And uh, she actually scolded her fans uh, for taking a bunch of selfies aggressively and infringing upon the enjoyment of others. Uh, who are there to listen to her and enjoy her music. And uh, this came about because apparently she noticed in the audience a a group of people um, standing uh, for an extended period of time trying to find just the right angle to get a group picture, um, to post it on Instagram and such. And and she said, could you please not do that? Because we are here to enjoy the music and you are really interrupting the experience. And and as as predicted, um, uh, her social media account somewhat exploded with uh, divided views on this. A a camp said, well, thank you so much. Uh, It is indeed true that these selfies and and even the you know some people have the selfie sticks right <laughs> even <laughs> even worse <laughs> uh, it, it does interrupt the enjoyment and thank you for um, reminding us of that and and equally um, big camp the other half they're like how dare you uh, scold us we are here to not only enjoy the experience but capture the memory with our friends um, and it was completely uncalled for. Um, for you to call us out. So um, I I guess we may have our own opinions on that, but, you know, it is pretty telling um, to, at a minimum, just be conscientious about the effect of, you know, what we are doing, um, not Mm -hmm. only on us, but those around us. And um, I think regardless, we can all agree that it interrupts the moment. um, And it's just we can't be present um, uh, doing the two different things, just a human thing, no matter how capable we think we are. Um, So what's our objective of being there? Um, Can the selfie wait? 
maybe till the end of the concert, the beginning of the concert, and you can post it, you know, two hours later as opposed to immediately, you know, is that okay? Um, so it was, it was a pretty telling moment. Um, the other thing, um, a reflection point uh, is, um, you, you know, with social media, it helps us connect. It helps us stay in touch. Uh, and we can accumulate a uh, lot of likes from near and far with interesting pictures, captions, etc., which is great. Um, but then um, who are our friends? Um, mm -hmm. You know, likes are not friends necessarily. Um, so that continuous investment um, in friendships where, to your point also, we can call upon at a time of need, at a time where we need advice, we just need someone to listen to us. Uh, just cultivating that is so important. So I think to myself, okay, in a time of need, who am I going to call? Mm -hmm. Who am I going to call who may talk to me from a place of, um, you know, friendship, uh, who may come to my side if they are able, um, you know, do I have that? And I need to continually invest and cultivate that and be that person for others around me. Um, and it is so important, you know, nothing wrong. I, I love Instagram, right? It's, it's awesome. Um, but, you know, who is really going to show up to be with you, either to celebrate or to support you? Um, and whether that is three people or, you know, 30 people, um, just so important to um, invest in that, I think, um, in, a, in a personal, physical way, um, because that's how we connect as humans, it feels like. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, take inventory of your friendships. And also, I think what you said that, you know, made a impression on me, Muge, was, you know, reflect on yourself. Like, how am I being a good friend? Could I be a better friend to, you know, whoever's on your list, you know, maybe it's someone you haven't talked to in a while, or, you know, I've had an interesting recent experience being retired, I do have more time. And I've been able to reconnect with some people in my life that I was totally great friends with, and fortunately did stay connected through Facebook. And now we're going out and enjoying each other. And we're just picking up where we had left off life got busy with kids with sports with jobs and, and I'm just um, thoroughly just excited and and so grateful that those connections were um, were continuing. So uh, that's another thing to think about is you know when you're looking at your inventory of of friends and you know maybe there are some existing friendships that hey you know you would still really enjoy to rekindle and um, you know experience all over again. Yeah, that's um that, that's that's absolutely right and um that brought up another point um in terms of finding and cultivating those uh, meaningful connections, um, I think uh, volunteering and community service is another path. Uh, we covered that in one of our prior episodes, um, but what that does, um, any type of cause, um, service that we may be passionate about, I think it brings us closer to um, not only making those connections, but cultivating a set of um, diverse um, 
network of people we can call upon uh, at varying degrees. Um, you know, it could be different age, could be different background. Um, some of my um, really strong friendships uh, that last a lifetime actually have come also from mentorships. Um, mm. So when someone approaches and says, you know, can you be my mentor or sometimes I'm a mentee and, um, you know, saying yes to those kinds of relationships um, just because someone may have um, uh, less experience um, at, at a particular domain. It could be, um, you know, work, it could be a hobby, it could be service, it could be someone, uh, you know, recent college graduate. And when we have opportunity uh, to be of service in that way to connect with others, um, I think that enriches our lives uh, so that we are not only um, with people who have known us for 30 years, uh, but there is that richness in diversity of experience where we are supporting and learning from one another in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really, really important. And I think, um, you know, it's it's interesting, like age is a number and you don't always feel your age, <laughs> right? A lot of times uh, we don't, <laughs> which can be good and bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, it can be. It can be. Yeah. But I, I agree. Having having that diverse group of friends, you know, different backgrounds, different experiences, it does ju just enrich your life because you learn so much from them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, as we wind down this particular episode, I want to call out on a couple resources um, for all of us to collectively uh, reflect on and take action on this topic, because um, it is so important. And what I love about it is it doesn't necessarily cost money or extensive time. Uh, it requires us to show up, though, and, and mm -hmm. be present, which could be sometimes harder than time or money. Uh, but here are some resources that caught my eye and made me pause. Um, one is called uh, Together. Um, this is a book Dr. Uh, Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, has published in 2020. And uh, this book um, talks about how, um, you know, we can all spend each day as a priority with those we love and care for, and really to make sure we focus on relationships instead of tremendous focus on productivity and to help others. Um, and what really um, sparked interest for me in that topic is focusing on relationships instead of productivity, right? We are all mm -hmm. obsessed with productivity. There is some goodness in that. Um, but when we do that at the expense of connecting with others, uh, I think we feel stressed out. We feel mm -hmm. rushed. Um, it changes our relationship with time. Um, mm -hmm. We feel time is scarce um, because we are trying to fit in so much into a limited number of hours in a day. So focusing on relationships um, with those we love and care for, um, I think also really calms us down, which probably explains the health benefits that we have right. been talking about. Yeah. And one reflection on that point, mm -hmm. I think this is really important and it, you know, sort of is tied into the social media engagement. Sometimes people use that excuse, like I have a lot going on. I need to see what's on my phone. I need to, you know, I've got this job, I've got this something, I've got this but what you're saying and for that limited amount of time, and it could be only an hour that you're at dinner, you're, when you pick up that phone, unless it's an emergency and you've got someone who's sick or young kids, we get that. You're basically saying that I'm more important than all of you here at the table. 
mm-hmm. and I need to know what's going on. And and by the way, you know, productivity, you're not really being productive because <laughs> no. there is no there is no multitasking, right? And you're not, you know, giving your brain rest, you're not giving your um, you know, heart and and you know that heart, you're you're a lift with your friends. That that fuel for the soul. That the reason why you're actually there at the event. You're really um, starving yourself. I think of yeah. friendship and yeah. connection. Absolutely, and I think it's a really um, social signal that says you are not where you want to be, um, mm-hmm. and you're seeking um, a distraction. Um, mm-hmm. towards something else. And and the other thing is, I think for us to connect meaningfully, we all talk about the importance of eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. Look at each other in the eye, share a smile, share a meal, share a conversation. So how are you going to have that eye contact with the device in your hand? Um, <laughs> you know, right? That's just not going to happen. So um, it, it does break um, the uh, you know, the uh, integrity of the moment um, and compromises why you're there. Um, so, yeah, spot on. Um, this this other um, uh, resource uh, that caught my eye also, which I'm uh, absolutely going to watch, is that um, documentary uh, it, that's produced in 2021. It's called The Loneliest Whale, uh, and it follows the search for an elusive whale Um, It's called 52, which scientists believe has spent its entire life in solitude because it calls out at a frequency that other whales can't hear. I mean, how sad is that? This whale... I can't watch this movie. Has been lonely. Has been lonely its whole life because it's operating at a frequency that others have not been able to hear. Um, so I think it, it may be do sad, the scientists but fi- do the scientists fix him? Do they give him a little whistle? <laughs> I know, give, give a little frequency. But, you know, it just makes you think sometimes when um, we may experience um, a disconnect, a loneliness. Maybe we may be um, operating at a frequency that others have not been able to um, see us, hear us, come near us. Um, so mm-hmm. just finding that um, openness where we put ourselves out there a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think, um, Christine, you also made a point like this in the past. Uh, you know, um, we all know somebody. Y- you mm-hmm. know, just ask that somebody who knows somebody else and say, you know, I'm interested in meeting new people. I'm interested in expanding my social circle. Uh, can I come to your next meetup? I mean, it sounds like a little um, forthcoming, uh, but at the same time, um I think uh, it would make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Always put out in the universe what you want to see in your life. And good people know good people, right? I mean, I'm actually, I'm meeting with a friend of a friend this Thursday because of that very thing. You know, my friend said, hey, you've met her before at your art gallery. She'd like to expand her relationships. I was like, great, let's go have lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, it's it gives a bit of a, um, you know, safety and connection when you know somebody and you know someone else through them. You're like, OK, mm-hmm. by association, there's a good chance um, I may enjoy meeting this person. And, and that's how we can, um, you know, expand our circle and, and find connections in unexpected places. Um, the last um, uh, resource I'll call out is um, uh, yet another book by Adam Paswalski. It's called Friendship in the Age of 
of loneliness and um, it provides um, some practical um, steps and strategies for creating meaningful connections and deepening relationships. So um, I think that's a lot to um, scan and peruse. Um, but the bottom line is um, it's proven that friendships and connections work and mm -hmm. help our mental and physical health. It is definitely worth investing. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I think one um, benefit of social media is uh, when I am in a city um, and, uh, you know, outside of my hometown and uh, I want to meet with people. I know there are people in this city who I am not connected in a while. I just can send them a message um, through mm -hmm. Messenger, Instagram and make a connection to meet up in person. That to me is an excellent use of social media. Um, the initial connection followed up by an in-person meetup. Yeah. The, the other thing I've been thinking about doing, and I haven't done this, I, I probably should have done it on my last trip to San Francisco. So I have a lot of, you know, work colleagues and artist friends, and I met a lot of folks one-on-one. -on -one, but what I was thinking about is bringing everyone together and saying, here's the meetup. Y'all are fabulous people. You should meet each other, right? And just, you know, build new connections, be a multiplier and allow other folks to, you know, get to know each other. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, the other thing, Christine, is you mentioned who is going to be on the Christmas list. So um, <laughs> I'm going to keep up uh, with this, uh, you know, tradition of sending paper-based Christmas cards to people mm -hmm. on my list. I may be uh, one of the last few people on the planet um, who does that. I know you do it too. Um, yep. And I just find it a great um moment of pause and reflection where I know I could do this digitally, right? I can mm -hmm. take a picture, post it on Facebook, Instagram, and wish everybody I know happy <laughs> Christmas and happy new year. But there's something about dressing up and taking a family picture, creating a you know, picture I can hang up on the wall, but a paper that actually travels and mm -hmm. gets into the hands of people I care about. I just love that tradition. And then people also say, how do you get your family to dress up uh, like in coordinated colors, including <laughs> uh, your boys that are now like 19 and 21? I'm like, well, because they know this is important to us. It's a family tradition. So they put on the red shirt or the white shirt or whatever. We go smile. We have fun. And we have a memory that, um, you know, we can hang on to. So, you know, little things. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love receiving those cards, too. And I have a tradition. I have a walk-in pantry. So I put all of the photos on the wall of the walk-in pantry. So for like, I don't know, probably four weeks during the holiday season, we're seeing all the photos. And when we're <laughs> finding snacks, we're like, oh, remember that person? And what are they doing now? And let's flip that card over and see. So it is super fun. It is super fun. Yeah, to give and receive. To give and receive, yes. It's a nice reminder of um, staying in touch. Um, yes. And to see the growth of um, people's lives, families, uh, you know, evolution, um, mm -hmm. you know, good things, challenging things, but um, just sharing in that experience. Um, so um, this has been super fun. Um, yep. And um, I, I think uh, there's a lot to think about and make an effort on. Um, I, I will probably uh, wrap up with... Um, the reflection from our traveling granny as we started out with and their advice is um, trust in people um, uh, because they are basically good 
we mm -hmm. always hear the sensational news of something bad that has happened, but fundamentally people are good. And smile, because smile is the universal language of connection. Um, mm -hmm. It opens doors regardless of background, um, location, and uh, it just opens it up to connection. So let's go out there, smile, and um, have a chat uh, with a friend, um, old friend, new friend, or simply a stranger who happens to come up on us on that day. I love it. I love it. Yeah, they say true friends are hard to find, difficult to leave, and impossible to forget. So that's that's the true test of friendship, right? When you find those special relationships. It does. Yeah, absolutely. So beautiful. I think I'm going to put that somewhere where I can see. Um, that was a beautiful statement. And uh, I, I think... Um, uh, we may not be in touch with our friends um, every day, uh, but we can still connect with them and start as if we have never left it. And, and I think friendship that transcend uh, boundaries of jobs, locations, um, you know, life stages are extra special. Um, so that is uh, that's an awesome statement to uh, wrap up with. Thank you so much. Um, so please um, uh, share your ideas with us, our subscribers and followers. We are looking forward to the next episode. Um, until then, um, bye for now. Thanks all. Take care. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.